Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin. Hey Mary Payne Gilbert, thanks for coming back during the quarantine to recap with me. I would like for you henceforth to only call me Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo, are you finding things that do not spark joy in your household over this period of lockdown? Yeah, I found about uh, 600 like bras, panties, spanks, thongs, things that I haven't worn in a, min- a minimum 15 years. I'm like, what the hell? Just piling it up. It looks like a like a like a hooker party gone wrong. Oh it's man, like, you got to get a ninety day fiance camera on that. Are you doing it in the den? Are you doing it in the bedroom? <laughs> of course, I'm not doing it in the den. What are you, an animal? What am I? Unpacking. The camera's watching me. No. Oh yeah, I've been, I've been. I've uh, been. As I told when I yelled at my children this morning, I said, "All I want is time to clean my closet." <laughs> <laughs> now you just got word. That where you are in Virginia, they've canceled school for the rest of the school year. Yep. Yep. And I think that yep. is coming everywhere. I mean, I think Same. that's kind of, yep. I, I think we're kind of all anticipating that's happening. So to our bunkies out there with kids in school, our hearts are going out to you. We're in the same boat. You know, everyone's in this together. I guess that's the silver lining that we're all in this together. So if we all have to do weird things for a period of time, we're all doing it. It's not like some kids are falling behind. Some aren't. We're all going to figure out distance learning together. I've already been figuring it out. Can I tell you, I did long division today for an hour with my daughter, my fourth grade daughter, and it was like seventh circle of hell. But was she showing you the new weird way where they do it, where they do all the numbers on the side? No. Nope. Instead of doing like the dividing thing where you carry the one or the whatever. We kicked it like it was 1984 and Michael Jackson's Thriller album just came out. I okay. was like, I am doing it the way I know because I don't have time. Like, ain't nobody got time to learn this new math. She's like, I just forget how we did it because they just learned this particular concept, like dividing into like big numbers into other big numbers. And I'm like, OK, girl, we're going to. We're going back in time. Get into my time machine. We're going back to the eighties, <laughs> and we're doing long division with the little whoop line across. How yeah. many times does this go into this? Subtract it from this. Do it over. We did the whole page like that, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I'm probably I'm teaching her the wrong way, but it's all I know, and I'm her teacher now. Well, that's right. So that it's the right way. They don't care. They're just getting as long as they're getting some book learning, and they're fine. Like Plathville says, they don't need all that head knowledge anyway. What do they need it for? What do they need it for? <laughs> you guys, we are here to recap 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. This week was nuts. And this week is also the moment in which I officially turned on Ed. How do you feel about Ed? Um, I can see where you feel that. And now I'm talking to talk like Ash. I understand your emotions. Um, And I understand you and I hear you. I think that Ed is just a little bit of a hasn't had relationships beyond friendships for so many years that, you know, he's a little bit like Paul in the way and that he just thinks like all women must be bad and hookers, you know. Um, Now, in, in Paul's case and in Ed's case, maybe both these women are. I don't know. But. He definitely went about it the wrong way. It definitely should be gone about like, hey, if we're going to get married, we have to get these STD tests like you have to to get a marriage license. That's true. So let's go ahead and get that done. I mean, there's a way to go around it where it's not like basically I think that you have been a hooker. I mean, you know. Yeah. And I would go further than that 
in my estimation, he is just being a major controlling creep. And Paul was too. Paul yeah. was too. We can't just be like, well, just like Paul, as if he's the bar for normalcy. <laughs> I mean, my God. I certainly don't want anyone to take away that that's what I was saying. Oh, and guess what? Who's surviving this pandemic better than anyone? More With more gear pre-bought than anyone? Paul. You know that he's got it all out right now and he's laughing at all of us. Like he had it all before it was even, you know, dangerous. He's got a he's got a penis sheath for no reason and he's ready to go. He's got it just weird it all the time. Just watching TV, he's wearing that sheath. He's wearing oh, a bulletproof vest. Okay, we'll talk we'll get into Ed. We'll get into Ed. But yeah, I have strong opinions about him and I did about Paul too. So, you know, they just yeah. They're alike. Okay, before we get into the recap, I want to give my shout outs to the newest and also this month's overall premium Patreon sponsors, Marcy S., whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday, Marcy. Speaking Happy of bras, birthday. Speaking of bras on floors, uh, we have a special video for you. Birthday shout out. It'll be posted on the Hey Bunky Facebook page. It does involve bras. Not uh, wearing them in traditional ways. Okay. We all, I also want to shout out Melinda S., Michelle F., Megan H., and Deborah C. Now, here's the deal, Bunkies. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a frog in my throat. Oh, uh, God. Okay, so here's the deal, Bunkies. I am going to try my hardest to mail you your swag during this whole shutdown. A governor of Wisconsin is shutting us down as of today, except for essential businesses. I'm hoping that the post office or some place that sells postage is still open. I don't know yet. I haven't checked. If I can't do it during this time, I will send you a note and, you know, let you know when it's coming. Uh, I think post office, I think post offices are staying open. I would assume they are. Yeah. I mean, that's I, I, ba- I base that on no actual knowledge. No, we don't me. know. <laughs> if you're coming here to get, your, <laughs> to get your information, we need to go ahead and redirect you away from this podcast and go get your information from reputable sources other than our hashtag journalism, which comes mostly hey, from blogs. I have a good, I have a good uh, uh, podcast to recommend. It's um, Sanjay Gupta was on Armchair Expert. He's been on, he's been on before, but he, he was on like this week today was like, or yesterday was the first day Dak Shepard was allowed like in his house because he had been traveling so much for work that when he got back to California, his wife put him in an apartment for two weeks. Oh, like, wow. and they would go and dance and talk to him like from the ground and not let him out of the apartment. So he, um, he was like, so I came in my house, I hugged my wife and my children and I came right here to do this podcast with Sanjay Gupta all on Skype. So, um, it was really interesting. He had a lot of really, really interesting facts and information. Okay, good. And that was an episode that just dropped this week on Air yeah, like, yeah. Expert. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. I'll check it out. I have been listening to tons and tons of podcasts. I mean, haven't we all, if you're listening to this, you listen to probably, you know, three or four other 90 day fiance podcasts. I hope you do. We're, we support the whole community. We want everyone to be covering lots of stuff including all of our crossover stuff, because we think the more the merrier. But I've been trying to find other things, too, to take up my time. Now, guys, you know this if you've been listening to us a while, but Mary Payne, her anchor podcast, the one she does on her own, is called Pain in the Pod, P-A-Y-N-E. And all she does every single week is recommend podcasts and interview podcasters who are doing really interesting things. And you've got how much now? How many episodes do you have out that people could just listen to back? Well, you say that while I look. Um, I believe I'm going to say it's about 60 because we had, 
because we had um it does it's so funny like you got to look and it just says wednesday's episode oh how about this 78 Ooh, yeah. so that's a lot of listening you guys that is a lot of listening and a lot of good podcast recommendations in fact you interviewed the podcaster who did joe exotic which is now that crazy netflix special Yes, I interviewed him. I'm looking at my list now, but I believe it was in October. Um, yeah, October 9th is the date of that podcast. It's called Magic Shows, Cub Petting, and Murder. Um, yeah, the guy Robert Moore, who did all that investigation for the Joe Exotic podcast, which was an Over My Bed, you know, Over My Dead Body had season one, then season two. Um, First of all, he was so cool because he lived like on. I mean, he definitely does not have coronavirus. He lives on some little island in Canada that was like twice a day you could get to it by ferry. He was just a real. He's written all these like nature books and all this stuff, but he is a like investigative journalist, and he did this whole thing for um, this podcast. And then at the end of it, you know, I was like, gosh, there's so much information here. It seems like it could be like even you could have 20 more episodes. He's like, well, you know, don't tell anybody, but we're right in the middle of doing a a documentary for Netflix. I was like, what? Right. And that was in October. And I mean, my mind has been filled with many things since then. So I forgot. And then when it came out, I was like, hold on. I knew that. Um, (laughs) But anyway, if you want to go listen to it, I mean, it's called over my dead body. Joe exotic is the podcast. And then I interviewed him and it shows up in my uh, feed from October. Okay, cool. Yeah. I need to listen to that one. It's one I haven't listened to. Don't tell yourself that I haven't done that. I won't tell her. Okay. (laughs) Don't tell the person who hosts your podcast, which is you. I need to listen to that. And I also just watched episode one of, it's called The Tiger King, you guys, on Netflix. And a lot of us are watching it. And it is a nutso, and I haven't even gotten into the major nuts parts yet. I mean, just at the beginning, I'm like, I've not seen so much meth mouth since Love After Lockup. It's a lot going on with the teeth. There are mullets galore. There are really bad situations going on. There's backstabbing. There's murder involved. The Tiger King on Netflix. Mary Payne and I are actually going to cover that over on Hey Bunky. So if you go to patreon.com slash Bunky, you can get our bonus recaps every week. And we are trying to put even more content. Content. <clears throat> this frog in my throat just won't go away, guys. Sorry. We're oh no, to, it's, Corona throat! I, don't say that! Oh no, my sorry, god, sorry. I'm getting like paranoid now. I'm like holding my throat. Oh my god, you guys! Is, uh, we're gonna keep talking until we can't. How's that? Yeah, but we are gonna cover you know like as much as we can on Hey Bunky, and then we're also doing bonus Coronas episodes as often <laughs> as we can, where we just like talk about how it's going for us in quarantine. If our families are driving us crazy, whether we've actually purchased clippers to cut our husband's hair yet, um, you know, all the things going on. Yeah, no, I haven't either. And you can also join my Pink Shade Patreon if you want bonus episodes. I just released my private reading with Jonathan Mark. He was the psychic I had on this week on the regular podcast. He's lovely. He, in my opinion, is very gifted. And I really connected with him. And he did like a 45 minute reading with me that I put just on the pink shade Patreon. And it was very emotional, very personal, but of course I want to share it with my Patreon members and, you know, hopefully just get the word out there about him. Not that he's the end all be all. Nobody is, but I just think he's an interesting spiritual guy. So there's that. All right. Yeah, here we go. Let's talk about things that aren't spiritual at all or deep. Um, The people on 90 day fiance. Uh, I think Ash would days. Ash would take exception to that. Oh, I know. And his like really whack brother. Yeah. 
he was a piece of work. I mean, they both are, but his brother was awful. Do we want to start with them? We want to start with Ash and Avery? Yeah, we um, start out with them um, in the bed uh, post-coital. And uh, we see black roses in a vase and lovebirds in the bed. And they laugh because they had sex twice. <laughs> and she says it's too hard to resist such a sexy man. And he says um, it was a good connection. It was a lot of connection. And she tells us it's the best sex she's ever had in her whole life. So um, Pillow Talk, they had a lot to say about that, which was hilarious. With, I, uh, I had a lot to say yeah. about how wide his eyes were staring at her while they were that close to each other's faces. Yeah, I think he definitely has that, um, whatever I said that disease was, Barbara Bush has, a Quasimodo disease. It's a, that's what it's called. And it's when your eyes are bug out of your head like that. It I think really I, is called that? Yeah. Again, if you're looking for hard facts, <laughs> do not take this as hard facts. Tell us we're wrong. We know we're wrong, probably. Okay, so... If he has that, does his brother have a touch of it, too? Oh, no. His brother just has a touch of asshole, I think. His brother had a just a touch of the, like, like staring at you like a serial killer eyes. Every once in a while. It wasn't as extreme as Ash, but it was kind of getting there. I'm really literally looking to see if it's called Quasimodo disease. Um, uh, yeah. It says uh, she developed the same time something about like people with hyperthyroidism were treated with radioactive iodine and so when she was treated with that she got infiltrated exophilip blah 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 um graves disease huh okay well where you know did, what? I, where did I get what did I get quasimodo what even know. is that <laughs> when you say quasimodo I'm like that's a character from a story i don't know that that but i don't know whatever okay. okay sorry guess what ash is creepy no matter what and his brother is an asshole those two things are facts i mean are you still sold on ash is kind of hot yeah i still really? am and, and here's why his body is hot i like his tattoos i liked him in his wetsuit i like him in his photos and i like his jaunty scarf um I don't like him in real life eyes bulging. <laughs> I don't like him in real life talking. Like words coming out of his mouth are an instant turnoff for me. When they're at the breakfast bar and they're cutting off all their whole foods and talking about meeting his brother and how his brother didn't want her to be there when they're staying together first meeting each other. I'm like, yeah, his brother doesn't want a full fucking camera crew in his apartment either. Like, I get it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a normal request. And Ash is saying to her or he's responding to her when she's expressing her concern about the brother he's like well i hear what you're saying and i understand it's a concern for you and i'm glad you brought that concern to me because it's concerning <laughs> when they're talking in the kitchen i yeah okay let, let me just I, I was literally looking up quasimodo disease and it's called hashimoto's disease okay um <laughs> somebody seriously You get, you get the Hashimoto, and that causes the graves. She didn't have Quasimodo, which all that came up was the pictures of a Disney character. <laughs> oh my gosh! This is 
amazing. It's so it's we're not laughing at diseases. We're laughing no. at our inability to know anything about anything. Oh my Quasimodo, god. Hashimoto, Wuhan, coronavirus. Like I don't know. I don't know. You guys, I don't know. You were like so serious too. You're like, she had Quasimodo. <laughs> You know, if we were on My Favorite Murder, this is the time that we would go Corrections Corner. Corrections <laughs> uh, Corner. That's, that's a humpback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Quasimodo, Quasimodo is the humpback of Notre Dame. Okay. All right. All right. I literally, the whole time you were talking, I was like, I know I'm not wrong. But, in fact, I'm wrong and stupid. Okay. Um. Anyway, here's, here's what he was doing in the kitchen as his bu- eyes were bulging at her. Oh, I gotta get it together. He was saying, he was saying, um... I will support you. I hear that. I understand you. I acknowledge your concern. And I was like, okay, I hear you. I accept it. I will receive it. And she was like, okay, when I talk to you, like, I don't know, like, if you're even like telling the truth or he was like, <laughs> what I was saying was I acknowledge you. Like he laughed at her saying that and kept saying it. He kept saying it. And she was like, I feel like you're coaching me. And he's like, well, I just want to acknowledge that I'm not coaching you. And I want to express that your concern is heard by me. And then when you say it this way, that would be the correct way. Um, so Antish walks into the restaurant and he is cute and less bug eyed for sure. He does not have Quasimodo disease. <laughs> and um, the weirdest thing is, is that Avery had already said, like, will he think it's weird if I drink? And she said, like, OK, because listen, that's respectful, because if other people don't drink for whatever reason, they just choose to, or they can't or whatever, it's respectful to be like, do you mind if I have a drink? Cause some people do mind. Totally. So she said, so she says like, what do you mind? He says, no. And she says like, I partake in cannabis and on pillow talk. Um, Alexi was like, why should, why say like that? Why say like that? Why not say I get high? I know. <laughs> why, why be like, I partake. And uh, she says, I'm taking cannabis and I drink wine and, I, you know, I wanted to make sure. And he said, oh, no, you know, he won't mind that at all. We just grew up that way. We don't drink. I mean, and then the girls on Pillow Talk were right to say, if you don't drink, the first thing you don't break it down with is a dirty martini. Like, you got to really be a drinker I know, to drink right? a martini. Like, I was straight like, vodka. Why would he be like, oh, that sounds good. I'll have one, too. I'm like, are you 12? Like, order something else if you don't drink at all. Nobody is going to want a dirty martini as their first drink. Oh, and he was like, I'd like an extra dirty. He was like, you know what? That sounds delicious. I was like, no, no, it doesn't. No. Mm-mm. So then, of course, I don't know if he did that on purpose. But then when Antiche starts his whole thing, you know, with um, Avery not being a good influence and how you guys don't even know each other and how can you plan your life together and the whole time. Ash, his eyes were not at full goggle. They were like half goggle, and he was just staring at him like, shut up. Yeah, because I think he's bitched about Avery quite a bit to his brother, because this felt very much like a Vanderpump Rules situation or just a real-life situation with us and our girlfriends at certain ages when we finally meet the significant other and they have bitched to us like a thousand times and they've been broken up with over and over again and we've had them cry on our shoulders and then we're like, mm-hmm, oh, this is him or this is her. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, nice to meet you. Oh, exactly. hope it works out. Mm. Like, we're already jaded as the friend. I feel like that's what the brother has been given. He's been given all this information over the last nine months and now he's like, she's showing up here with the TV crew for this shit show on, uh-huh. you know, on the TLC network. 
And yeah. he's not, yeah, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. We're not saying that. I'm not saying that at least. He's definitely an asshole. But I feel like Ash, the way he was looking at him, he was like, don't bring up the shit I told you. Yes, exactly. Do you and, know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, it's so interesting because you've had all these relationships before. Hmm. Now, how would your children react to Ash? Hmm. Interesting, huh? Well, my brother would come to me and say, you're not talking to him anymore. And you would be gone for days. And Avery says, yeah, I did do that. You know, I just got very worried about the the job that he does. And I got concerned about that. And, you know, I, I do, of course, want him to move to America. But, you know, he's going to have to work that out with his child and his ex-wife. And, and T says, huh. Well, I can see the difficulties and how it won't work. So maybe you should just drink more alcohol. Yeah. What an asshole. Woo! Oh, my God. Pause for station break. Uh-oh. Chewy, my dog, just walked into the room. And my husband has strapped an invisible fence collar onto him. And he looks like he is so ashamed. He's on tether. He's on tether. We all on tether. Oh, merch alert. We are getting merchandise for the Taste of Reality store. We're all on tether. Bunky hunker down 2020. Those aren't going to be the words, but it's going to be something like that. Because Bunky hunker. Bunky hunker. Monkey schmonkey. Bunky schmonkey. Anyway, Chewy, oh my God, he's truly untethered now. Mm, poor little guy. Okay, anyway, yeah, he, this guy's an asshole, but Ash looked like he was going to shit a brick when his brother yeah. was talking. He was like, like, don't talk about those other girls I brought to this restaurant last week. He was clenching his <laughs> asshole so tight. And let, let us not forget the florist who really told us the truth about Ash. And so his brother being like, I heard you had other relationships. Like, why didn't those work out? Meh, 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 meh. I'm like... Even the florist knows that Ash is a player. Like, you're not going to, you're going to act like Avery is the one who's suspect here. Right. I mean, they're both, you know, in their 30s and he has right. a kid and she has two kids. And all right. So what's the other relationships have to do with anything? It wasn't like she had those at the same time she had Ash. I mean, whatever. I don't know. Shut These up, Antish. Seriously, Antish. And take Ash with you. Take him and his bug eyes with you. His eyes are so scary like get, they get scarier to me actually every week he totally looked like he was gonna murder someone in that bed when he was doing the whole <laughs> last night was great we had a we had a connection we had a connection sounds like darcy oh, we get to see darcy next week i'm so excited me too okay so should we just get into ed and rosemary yeah sure okay. ed ed who you hate now i'm done uh, with him he's dead to me i'm so glad i didn't get a sticker i'm glad he didn't offer me a sticker i'm glad when you requested one he didn't get back to you because i would be ripping that sticker up i'd be drawn all over it Mm-mm. no you wouldn't no yes, you would, would not yes you would i stick would right on the, you'd stick it right on your suitcase <laughs> which would be on my bed on the den no in the uh-huh, den you're, you're not going anywhere by the way that's right Oh, my gosh. Ed is sweating his ass off still. This is like day two, but he's wearing the same shirt. It looks like it's been laundered or at least dried out since the day before. No, no, it's all the same day. No, is it really? Yeah, because she says the first day. She says the first day didn't go so well, so they want the night to go well. Yeah, so they have been to the market, and now they're going to a nail place. But then afterwards, they go to dinner, but her nails are still not done. So this is bad editing because I would expect to see some, like, six-inch talons or something. But they're still, like, all different lengths and not done. Um, so they go to this nail place, and she says, you know, I thought the first day was going to be good, but you got he got very stressed. 
And he's saying like, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry about that, the air conditioner, blah, blah, blah. And she says, look, don't worry. I'm always on your side. And so he tells her he worries about all these Facebook friends that she has. And he wants to know if any of them are ex-boyfriends. Now, this is where I'm mad. This is where I turned on Ed. Now, I turned back around on him later because I felt like he just didn't know how to say the right thing. But he says, do you have all these friends on Facebook? Are any of them your boyfriends? And she goes, no, none of them are my boyfriends. And he tries to nit- nitpick, right? And she was like, no, I did have a boyfriend on there, but I'm blocked. So, I mean, I can't see him and he can't see me. And she was like, well, then they are on Facebook. I mean, how the fuck does she know if somebody's on Facebook if she's blocked them? I mean, he's trying to nitpick that situation. and That irritated me because I was like, she doesn't understand what you're saying. Everything about him is irritating me, starting with this. Okay. Let let us remember, Ed has pictures of half-naked women all around his apartment. He is photographing beautiful women all of the time on his little stepladder with his little dog and his scooter, living his best life. Who knows what he does? He has past relationships. He is looking for a child bride at this point. He knows he's in the position of power. She has nothing. She's only with him because she would never date this potato. Unless she was getting out of her current situation. That's the only reason she's with him. Period. And then he's acting like she is sketchy. No, sir. No, sir. You are sketchy. He is like insanely sketchy for everything he's done. And like to be like, who's your Facebook friend? It's like, shut up, Ed. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So he says to her from these chairs, he says, look, I don't know about your past. And she goes, I don't want. I don't want to go back to my past. I only want to talk about the future with you and don't be sad and relax your mind and don't worry. And, you know, I mean, I think she's just trying to be like, who cares? You know, I mean, by the way, like they said on pillow talk, she's 23. I mean, how much past does she has? Seriously, have. her it, past, her past is like the last like four years of her life since she was 19. Yeah. And, um, he says, I'm just concerned. You know, I could be her way out. Like I'm going to support her and her son and get here. And then she leaves. Yes, Ed, that's exactly what's happening. Like, are we all reading the same book? Because we know how this ends. Hi, Ed, Uh, welcome to your story. So they go to this dinner and he, she asked him like, oh, are you, you know, are you happy? Because she's trying to like keep him happy because he's, was mad about the being hot at the market. And he says, look, I just love you so much. And I just want to give you and Prince a nice life. And he starts to tell her about the STD test. And, you know, if she's willing to take it, then he'll never ask her again about her past. And she was like, what? She was like, I'm disappointed. I feel hurt. I feel like my heart cracked. Like I feel offended. And he's like, well, you know, this is what we have to do. And she goes, okay, so you too, you take the test too. Mm -hmm. And he goes, oh, okay. You know, I will take it. I don't feel comfortable taking it here. You know, I'll take it in the United States. And she goes, oh, okay. Well, first, if I take it, well, that's not fair. And then she was like, the past is the past. And he goes, well, this is not fair to me. And I won't feel comfortable moving forward until you do it. And then he gets up, you know, to go get air. Okay. The air conditions inside. So why are you going outside, Ed? Exactly. And uh, she's bawling, crying and telling the producer how bad they're hurt. Okay. So then she walks out and she goes, I just want to go home on my own. And he's, and then she tells the camera, he thinks of me as a dirty woman, nothing but an easy girl, not a girlfriend. Why would he ask me about that? She gets all angry and she turns into like that girl from um, the ring, like her hair's in her face. And she's like, I'm very, 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 very hurt. I loved it. I was like, good for yeah. you. Stand up for yourself, girl. You're young. But this old guy, this old fucking piece of shit guy is acting like he's sweet, acting like he's there for you. But when he framed that whole STD thing, 
I was incensed when he goes, I really want to give you and your son a nice life. But uh, first, I'd like you to take this STD test. It's like, you know what? Right there is the problem I have with him. Because he's saying, I know you're only with me so that I can save you. And probably only you're, she's really only interested in saving her son. She's doing it for altruistic reasons. And then he brings up, but I want to make sure you're not a whore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, oh my, oh, I was so mad at him. I was so mad at him this week. I still am. Yeah. And so see, he's like, I'm like, for example, like you wouldn't even tell me about your last boyfriend, like Prince's dad. And, and, um, she says he has his life. He has his own baby, his own wife. I don't ever talk to him ever. And Ed says, okay, well then what happened in the last two years? And she says, I had two boyfriends and I leave and I leave and I don't want boys anymore. And she says, book me a new hotel. I want to sleep in the hotel away from you and go home in the morning. Yep. So he books her a hotel, puts her in the cab, slams the door on her for some reason. And he's like, I'm sorry. Right. And that shows us who he is too. He's a little kid. He's like slamming the door on this chick who is young and has just been told that she's like a dirty prostitute and she needs to take an STD test, which also we understand it's a reasonable thing to want your partner to be clean, but he could have discussed this with her before he came over. And we also can't forget that he is hiding the fact that he doesn't want to have any more kids from her because that's what she has talked about so far. The fact that she wants more kids, she wants to build a family with him. So he's there under false pretenses completely and acting like she's the liar. He is the liar. Right. She says she wants to have the the one son and two daughters. You know, she'd have four kids total. And I mean, I'm sure she's told him that, too. And he's like, well, I'm going to go get a, a secret vasectomy. I mean, whatever. I mean, if you're going to lie about being 4'11", what aren't you going to lie about? Because somebody's going to find out your damn height, Ed, when they see uh, you. He lies yeah. about everything. <laughs> so he tells the producer, you know, I just I don't know. I just don't believe in love. And he like you know, pulls a Darcy and stomps away and is not believing in love. He does. Like <sighs> a really sad ass, pathetic Darcy. Oh my God. I'm done with Ed. I'm done until next week, but I'm done with him for now. <laughs> I'm done with him until next Sunday. I'm done with him until next Sunday. Ed, you're done. You're dead to me now. I'm glad I don't have your sticker until next Sunday. Lisa and Usman, soja boy. Uh, is this supposed to be like the continuation as we've all known of Angela and Michael's dynamic with the friend and the arguments and the getting up from tables in Nigeria. I mean, mm-hmm. this feels very stale to me, even though I know they're supposed to be one of the most dramatic couples because we've seen it all before. Yeah. She's Angela 2.0, but she's not as funny as Angela or entertaining. No. Mm-mm. Um, and he doesn't have that cuteness of Michael, you know, where he's like, I love my baby. You know, he's not, because Michael's really into Angela, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, Usman is, uh, you know, what, uh, 70% there. He's like, she has um, the lady parts. I have the man parts. All right, then. Yeah, we get get to it. Also, I, w- I would like you to notice that Lisa has adopted the way of speaking that he does. Like Anna does with Marcel, like go, you, me now, wedding, married. She's adopted this way of speaking to him. She and she's has. like, yeah, she's like, um. I want to see Soja Boy in action. And then I worry female fans in the club. Um, she so, has started to do that. You know, that's really easy to do when you're with someone to start speaking like that. That's very easy to do. But she's just, God, she's so gross. Everyone's like, she looks like an actual burning cigarette. She's real. She's real um, Clint colored. 
from Love After Lockup. She's just, very Clint colored. Yes. It's hard to determine. It's like a mix of scurvy and jaundice with a little bit of, uh, yeah, smoke, chain smoking thrown in. Yeah. You know, the best line of this whole situation was when they were, you know, he was going to take her to the studio and surprise her. And she says, let's face it. I've never even met a celebrity, much less been engaged to one. <laughs> you still haven't, Lisa. You still you have still haven't. You still haven't. When they get um, to the studio and she's like, this is where he cut the track. Did you hear the song? The song he wrote for me. This is where the track was cut. I'm like, is that a term? Um, what she said was, this is where he sat down and cut the beat. The beat. <laughs> That's right. He cut the beat. Uh, and so they meet with the video director and she uses her Nigerian accent to say, oh, the idiot. And he's like, no, no, he's not an idiot. Um, the model has now been cut out of the video and they can see the new video at the release party. And the director tells the camera he doesn't want any credit for this video because it was so far from his original idea. And uh, the director says to him, oh, well, she's just the queen of queens to make me do so much extra work. And she's like, what's he saying? Oh, he's saying you're just a queen. He's just a queen. <laughs> I know on Pillow Talk, that was so funny when Lauren and Alexi were like, Lauren was like, did you ever do that? Like cut things out? I know you do. I know you do. When um, he's translating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The funniest thing about that Pillow Talk I thought you were going to say was every time she kept dancing in the bed, like, I dare for you, baby girl, Lisa, and I'm there for you. <laughs> and Lauren kept dancing. And at one point she danced. He's like, you're not getting my drink, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, them, oh, I love them, them calling each other, Lisa and Esmond calling each other, baby love, baby love, baby love mm -hmm. constantly is actually sickening. It's so funny. It's not even it's so funny, though. It's so stupid. It's, it's so funny because it's stupid. I know. And when he introduces her as baby girl, Lisa, I'm like, <laughs> this is her. This is her. This is baby girl, Lisa. And like, everybody get on board with this. This is I'm going to say it loud. So, you know, I'm not joking. This is her. I'm going to now Payne. introduce you as baby girl, Mary Payne. <laughs> so many words. Um, <laughs> so many words. Okay. Right, so the, so they, go meet, they go to meet the guy at dinner. Abba? Yeah. Abba S-Boy. Um, he's a musician and a movie actor. Now, it's strange how we've got Soja Boy, the world famous rapper, and Abba S-Boy, also a famous rapper and movie actor, out in the open, yet no one is... Uh, <laughs> Coming up to them, asking for an autograph or a selfie. And they've They're even just got able cameras to... all around them. They've got lighting. They've got boom microphones. And still, no one cares. They could smoke hookah in a stand at a uh, plastic table, and no one's approaching them. So he wants a Abba S-Boy to tell her how the music business is. And he says, you know, the, the female fans are very useful. So it's not, for you to be jealous is no good. And um, Soja Boy tells him about the video problem, and Abba says, to her you know you're causing a lot of problem here in america they shoot a love song video without a model as an entertainer uh you won't be successful if you do that are you gonna try to ruin his music career that's <laughs> just so she gets all angela and she was like i'm offended i'm gonna y'all can talk i'm gonna walk away now angela would have flipped a table and punched somebody she at least just quietly said i'll let the two of you talk and i'll be over here well first she goes you you could shut the fuck up yeah, and then she realized that was one that was a bridge too far. So then she stood up and quietly walked away. Okay, but here they were laughing the whole time. Soja Boy was laughing too. It was so lightly scripted. It didn't seem like she was in on it, but they were just laughing their asses off. I'm like, this is bizarre. She's not in on it at all. No, they she's are. not. She's not. But they are. They're like, 
I mean, obviously, he again, just like we know the chick from the Philippines, Rosemary, would not choose Ed out of a lineup if she wasn't getting anything out of it. He would not choose Lisa. He would not choose baby girl Lisa, who is definitely in menopause or getting there. Not a baby girl at all. He would choose but, one of his female fans. And she knows that. Everybody knows that. But he's like kind of outing his game right there in these scenes where he's just laughing. He's also hopped up on the hookah. Yeah, true. And uh, uh, Lisa is saying to the producer, you know, God, he was just so judgmental. I don't know who he thinks he is. You're not a big deal in Nigeria. You're nothing. <laughs> um, she's acting like a total asshole. And uh, Usman says, well, I did not expect that because that is not the way a woman will act. It will devalue you as a man. And I feel very embarrassed. Yeah. Well, that's who he has. He knows that he had her. She was the one calling him up every single day and be like, we got to tighten up the Instagram. We got to tighten it up. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He knows. But I don't think he thought she, I thought maybe he could, he could woo her with his magical penis and she would fall in line, but it didn't happen. I think it was she who wooed him with the rawness of her dog. <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of rawness of dogs, my dog is in a onesie because of her spay. So we take her, we, we, we wrap her, you know, her hind part, wrap it up and then take her outside. Like I said, she looks like the, just the t-shirt with the no bottoms. Like you said, porky pig. And then she comes back in and then we lightly dab her in her vajage area. So (laughs) so she doesn't have to lick herself. This is what we're doing now. And, uh, John will come in. My son will come in with the dog and be like, I didn't wipe her in her vagina. Someone else is going to have to do that. (laughs) She'll walk up to me and I get a little tissue and I dab it there. And then I and then I wrap her back up in her little onesie, and she's looking at me like, "Really, <laughs> really?" John's like, "I think she likes it." <laughs> oh, she's like, "You're out in all my business on this podcast, Mom. Thanks. It's not bad <laughs> enough that I'm in this onesie already." John's like, "She's enjoying that." I go, "You're disgusting. Take your 14 year old self back downstairs." You're like, Shazan, stop. Shazan, stop it. I, I told you I've been doing that, and he's like, "I don't get it." I was like, "Never mind. It's funny." <laughs> Oh my All God, these little right. What poor souls are next? Okay, let's talk about, because we can kind of quickly blow through this one, Yolanda, who we have no idea why she's still being filmed, and Williams, who doesn't exist. This week, we find Yolanda all... All is well again, basically, in her land, mm-hmm. because Williams did text her back finally, and he's like, I don't know, baby. I don't know why my... Why the gram is not working. Because as we know, his All of a sudden it stopped. All of a sudden it stopped. Even though you're the only one who can delete your profile or Instagram can suspend you. He doesn't know how this has happened. And he's so confused. He's as confused as she is. And she's like, well, I'm glad he texted me back. See here. And she shows this series of texts that are all in, like definitely from someone who doesn't speak English as his first language. Mm-hmm. And she's still not understanding what's happening here. Then she goes out shopping with her friend or at her friend's store. I couldn't figure out. I didn't really pay all that much attention to. This was her friend Kim, and they were doing like that thrift okay. thrift store thing where I think Yolanda then resells the clothes. But Kim just went with her. Oh, that's right. She does do that resell stuff. And we've heard a lot of the bunkies out there do this, and it's pretty Pretty good gig. I gotta get, get on that. I mean, you might want to not give out all that stuff you're Marie Kondoing out of your house away. You could resell some of that stuff. Uh, there is a resale pile, don't you worry. And it does not include old bras that I'm using as my coronavirus mask. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Yolanda and her friend Kim are filmed with the traditional scene of the friend looking at the other, you know, the 90 day fiance loser, like you crazy, mm-hmm. you're being catfished. Yeah. Basically all we get once again. 
you know, Yolanda, I just, I thought this all along, but I just, I, hear, hear my cry, hear my prayers, Yolanda. You are a beautiful woman. Like, she is a beautiful woman. You can get on Bumble and find a man. You can. I know, but I don't think it's about that. I wonder if this is really like her moment to be on a show. Oh, well, no one's going to film her regular Bumble dating life. That's for mm-hmm. sure. I know. It's, it just feels fishy to me. And I'm like, why would they have cast this particular duo if no one had ever talked to Williams before, confirmed whether he was, you know, there was even a chance of him being real? I don't know. It's very Caesar. But as we know, Maria ended up being real, even though none yeah. of us thought she was after mm-hmm. all. So maybe there is a William somewhere, somewhere. There's a Williams. There's a Williams. And yeah. We might see him. I highly doubt it, though. It's it's not the guy in the picture. No, 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 no. OK, so who do we have left? We have let's end with wig. OK, we'll end with wig. So we'll go to Stephanie and Erica. Yeah. Um, Stephanie gets to Australia to see Erica. We get to do the 24 hours before your favorite thing. And um, we get to meet Erica and she's really cute. And she's a photographer and she's, you know, independent, likes to live loud. And she's a colorful weirdo. And she says that she saw Stephanie's YouTube channel. So we get to see some clips of Stephanie's YouTube videos of which to me seem very different than what she's presenting on this show. She seems very, maybe a little more sexual on this YouTube thing than what we've thought. I thought so too. I was like, oh, she's kind of like this girl. Like that's not who they really presented in her little package. Yeah. Like she was just like, I'm playing the ukulele being goofy with my cats. Right. And so again, lots of people have questions about all these YouTubers who are on 90 day fiance, you know, are they really in it for love? Are they trying to make themselves a little bit, give themselves more exposure? Cause this show is so huge now. It has such a big audience. I don't know, but she's definitely, yeah, she's more risque. Good for her. I'm glad she is, but very different than what we saw at the beginning. Also, what do you think of Erica? Uh, Erica, I think is interesting that she lives so like loud and proud. And like she said, she's like a colorful weirdo and she seems very sweet, but she lives in a real small town in the outback, which when I, of course, think of Australia, I think of like what Avery and Asher do in like they're in Melbourne, like they're in the big towns, but she says she lives in a small town. And when she meets with her friends, they're like, what's she going to think of this place? When she meets with her friends on lawn chairs out in the dirt, I was like, man, that's bringing back memories of high school. Why does Erica live in this small town if she's like a photographer and she's very eccentric? I mean, she would find her her tribe more in a big city, you know, you would think. Well, she'd like, also have to find money for rent because, well, you know, she's yeah. still calling herself a photographer and this and that and the other thing. But it looks like she spends her money on a lot of frivolous things, which, hey, girl, I did too, still do. But she lives with her parents. You know what I mean? She doesn't seem like someone who, she can't move to the big city. She'd have to be on her own. She lives with her parents out there. Okay, that's a great point. Um, She spends a lot of money on her look. And um, uh, anyway, now we find out Erica also has not told her parents that she's bi, which is a little bit of a twist because it seems like, you know, Erica, because of, of her appearance, definitely her parents would know. But she says she's not told her parents she's bi, but maybe it's like unspoken, like maybe they know. And she said they've asked a lot of questions about Stephanie coming and they're going to actually stay in a hotel. And Erica says to her friends, like, if it all works out with Stephanie, you know, she's going to move. Which is crazy. So 30 hours and three flights, Stephanie comes and, you know, she's got her 
doctor's office mask that really doesn't help with much. But she says with her illness, it's very risky for her to be flying like that. And she hopes that Erica will still think she's pretty, even though like she's been flying like that. And you know, everybody gets off the plane and feels disgusting except for Dorothy. Perfect though. Everybody looks amazing when they get off these planes. Everybody. Seriously, she looks perfect. Also, I want to call back to the whole Erica thing. Did she say that she thought her parents would know and she just has left it an unspoken thing because of how she like lives out loud and, you know, don't yeah. these breaks? Okay. I'm, she says she not thinks it's unspoken. Okay. No, no, no. She says, I've never told them. Okay. I think it's, un- she said, maybe it's unspoken okay. is what she said. Got it. So they meet at the airport. They're very cute. And Stephanie says, I like, I wanted to kiss her, but I'm not the PDA type. And they're cute and goofy. And then like talking about how do we hold hands and all that was really cute. And then, um, Stephanie says, I haven't been intimate with anybody in a while. And I worry because Erica seems very sexual, but it's funny in that clip. Like we saw Erica saying like, Stephanie seems like she's very sexual, because of her YouTube videos. I know. So what's really up with these two? Do you think they really were into each other when they saw each other? Or was it more of like a best friend feeling? I don't know. I couldn't tell either. I couldn't tell because I was like waiting to be like, okay, are they really like, is there really like this major attraction? They're super into each other. And I thought Stephanie, and she even said it. She's like, I think I'm more into her than she is to me, but I have time. I'll prove it. She, it felt more like that with her. Erica, I wasn't getting a vibe from whether she was really into Stephanie or she just thought like, oh, my best friend's here. I couldn't read them. Well, she did say that they had been friends for a year, but romantic for the last four months Mm. is what she said. That's right. Um, So they started out as buddies. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. You know, it happens with a lot of these couples. At least it's not as creepy as like the old dude coming to the Philippines to get a 23-year-old. It's not, you know, these two are Uh age-appropriate, cutie-patooties. I hope that they, uh, I'm pulling for them. I'm rooting for them, and I'm not really rooting for many other people. So there's that. All right, I'm rooting for Yolanda to find an age-appropriate man in the Las Vegas area. Oh, my God. Uh, We're rooting for David's wig to stay on until he could get to that train to meet his computer program. Okay, so he first we start off with David, and he goes to buy an engagement ring. And like I said, you know, like all these people, I hope it has a return policy. And he tells the guys, not only does he not know her ring size because he's never met her, but he says, you know, he'd like something like less than a diamond. And the pillow talk people thought that was funny. Um, well, he said, I want a cubic zirconia because it's shiny. Yeah, and it's I'm more, like, but also, he says he's been engaged to two other women and it didn't work out. Now, I'm thinking maybe he got burned on the diamonds and thought, like, let me go for the CZ just in case. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's um, true. So he picks out a ring, just a solitaire. And the guy, once again, the guy behind the counter is like, say what? Uh, even though, of course, he's been told all this in advance. He did a good job of acting surprised. So he goes home to pack in his bedroom. Now, this is really next time I talk to Katrina of the broadcast. This is what I need her to ask her uh inside contacts how come sometimes people are allowed to pack in their bedroom and other people go and pack all their shit in the den because <laughs> david's packing in his bedroom and that's where he's able to along with his 60 bottles of old man pills he says i gotta take this uh, massage oil because you know, i'm an expert and i hope to use it oh but I, ha- but I haven't been intimate in 10 years oh my god and it was like something you would see at spencer's in the mall in the 90s i'm like where did you get that bottle like, did I you mean, go to Five Below for that, dude? Where did you yeah, find yeah, yeah. that? Totally Five Below. Oh, my God. So also Mothra when he's back. is looking at him like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Bye, wig. Also in his bag, he has a 10-pack of socks. Yep. And he's still in the plastic. 
And the brush and the hairdryer are shown, I counted, I rewound it, three times the producer showed the brush and the hairdryer, then the brush, then the hairdryer, then the brush and the hairdryer again in his suitcase. Are we the producers to are making a hair? point? The producers are making a point. Why are we pretending that you need a brush and a hairdryer? <laughs> also, why does he pack his own toilet paper? Um, because he was expecting the coronavirus. <laughs> he was like the early responder. He'd been uh, reading up on the CDC. And so he, his buddy comes to pick him up and his buddy is nice. Is like, you know, you've got a lot of red flags and remember, hang on, like, hang on. I thought that yeah. was his dad. No, that's his buddy, Jim, that was married to that Russian woman. Oh my right? God. Okay. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Why didn't you think of it? I have, I have symptoms. I have symptoms. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I got a frog in my throat. I'm, I don't know what's happening. Okay. His dad wouldn't be that young. I thought it was his dad for a second. I because I thought be allowed to drive. No, because he's yeah. sixty. That's right. Yeah. Okay. My God. Yeah, all right. I know. Look, I'm struggling, guys. Here we go. All right. So, so the friend says, "Now you've got all these red flags." Now, remember a year ago when she couldn't go on that cruise because of her medical reasons? He's like, "I know," but this time we're really going to meet. So he lands wig on straight, and we meet his friend Anya. Who says flat out, I met him 12 years ago when I was looking for an American guy. I met him on the app. Um, but when we met, there was no sparks. She says, he's a really nice guy, but he doesn't really see what's going on. And that worries him. You know, look, a lot of women are just looking for older men who have money, but that's not what's going on here. Like, she's like, this woman is never going to meet him in person. No, she's never going to meet him in person. And this girl who meets him, I'm like, why are you still friends with him? But I would like to rewind a bit because... Um, his wig is not on straight, Mary Payne. His oh, wig has not? shifted forward so that the little ducktail in the back is now almost like ear level. And the uh, bangs are hanging down. Oh, the hairpiece has shifted in the air. In the, somewhere over the sea, the hairpiece shifted between then and now because it is... Go back and look. Just go back oh, and look. I'll go back and look because I thought it yeah. looked pretty straight, but maybe I was looking head on and not from the side. Yeah. You got to um, look from the side. I screenshot him from the side constantly because I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? Like, trim up the back. You got the mullet. Do you, think, oh, do you think his friend is looking at him like, give it up, man? Give like, it what's up. up. Yeah, Come on. You know what? When you get the hair cut straight across the ears without even the ears cut out, like when you put the full hair piece on your head and it just hangs down like that. Yeah. You can at least just trim that up, you know, on the sides. Like nobody is doing him a solid by telling him to fix it, it which is great because we get to see it in person. Nobody's saying like, you know what? Just go, like go bald, fix your sunspots. You'll look 55. <laughs> he's not a bad looking dude. It's the wig. <laughs> so, all right. So he's going to, he says he's going to oh, go to God. the train station to see her at 8 a.m. And Anya goes, oh, really? He goes, yeah, she's probably traveling by train right now, you know, from her tiny town where she's able to get uh, $10 an hour, $10 a minute, you know, right. internet and take sexy photos in the bushes. And Anya says, well, it's a weird situation. It's very strange. Mm -hmm. And David says, look, here's the thing. She says she wants to come to the United States. So we have to get engaged. But in order to get engaged, we have to have photos to show that we've met. And so she says we need to get the photos to apply for the engagement the k-1 visa right they have to meet in person so they are going to do it this time and lana is just really eager to start this visa process oh yeah she's really eager to start this visa process i mean or the person who's representing lana whoever's going to show up from that train if there is a person no one's showing up 
I feel like someone will show up, but it won't be the woman in the pictures because the pictures are just like stock photos of the 12 girls that they just rotate. Mm, it'll be like, hi, I'm Lana's sister. Uh, she uh, broke her leg and has to be in the hospital for six months. Try again. Right. Keep or texting. Like, hi, I'm Lana. Like it'll be like some... <laughs> It'll be a 60-year-old woman. It'll be an age-appropriate woman, which is exactly what he should be looking for. And she'll be like, hey, I look a little bit different than the photos. Let's get that visa started, punk. You know, also, do you know, I think that same for him. He could find an age-appropriate woman that wants to go around and see the world in that RV. Of course. Of course. And like a 25-year-old does not want to be in an RV with you and your bare aspirin and all of your issues and your wig hanging on a little mannequin at night like no find an age appropriate woman people my god god all right so next time on before the 90 days lisa says to husband i flew seven thousand miles and your friend offended me and you think that's funny and he says well uh abba s boy told her what she was doing was affecting my career and it is the truth and then lisa says well he's not allowed to come to the party all right. The premiere like party. What, uh, all right. So, um, you know who I, I, I'm really crossing my fingers that that model is at the premiere party. Gosh, that'll be great. Oh my gosh. You know, these be- messy ass producers are going to make that happen. You're so right. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, oh gosh, you've been watching the show a long time. Okay. Um, so Stephanie, uh, is laying in the bed having champagne with Erica and she says like, I really want to kiss her. But um, I, I also want to take a bath. So she tells Erica, like, I'm going to go take a bath. And then she says, meet you in the bathroom. <laughs> um, also, can they go ahead and burn that whole comforter after they lay on it? Because they put their dirty suitcases on it. And uh-huh. then they took them off. And then they laid on it in the traveling clothes. And then they're like, we're going to take a bath. I'm like, and you need to burn everything. <laughs> like, what the fuck, people? So we see David standing around at the uh, train station, says he's been waiting seven years, and that's seven years wasted, but he's at the train station. Um, We see Ed saying he's worried he's lost Rose. She won't answer the phone. He throws his phone, but he smartly throws it onto a padded ottoman, not like Clint. He just throws it out into the wilderness and has to find it. Uh, Then we see my boyfriend, Tom, and he's looking amazing, and he's waiting for Darcy, and he goes in to kiss her, and she's like, that's okay. I don't feel comfortable. He's like, oh, you don't feel comfortable. Oh, okay. She walks in in this jumpsuit and this huge fur, this faux fur, and they show the receptionist being like, oh, are you here waiting for it? She's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Rolls that suitcase in. I'm like, where is she staying? Oh, my she only God. She in Connecticut. She didn't have to stay overnight. I cannot wait to see her again. I am a glutton for punishment. I love to see anything involving Darcy, even if it's fake as shit, bring it on. Um, I... I enjoy anything involving Darcy as well but you know I mostly enjoy Tom I know you do and he is still dead to me because he didn't do my cameo that you requested on the appropriate night but guess who did Dean who has now been banned from TLC so we understand shit went down with him but Dean will come through what did you think this week about pillow talk about them having um that actor that I love and Issa Rae making comic promoting their movie but they never said anything about promoting their movie but that's why they were that's why they were doing it yeah i understood that it was like a cross promotion and they're awesome and they're both like you know powerhouses in their field are so funny writers comics but it didn't make sense on pillow talk i really don't think it made sense 
it, it's know. a it's a romantic comedy. I get that. Um, but they were they didn't seem as into the show as you would need to be to be on Pillow Talk. And I know I'm criticizing like actual talented people, not just like janky reality people. Yeah, they're both comedians, so it didn't make sense. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't Game of Jones. It wasn't like Leslie Jones who sat down and broke down Game of Thrones every week and killed it. You know what I mean? It was yeah, nothing yeah. like that. They it just didn't fit. They weren't a good fit for me. I love them in what they do, but I don't love them on Pillow Talk. And why was it like um, sp- special for the 90-day viewing Pillow Talk house? I was like, is that just Issa Rae's house? Like- I don't know. Is this part of the quarantine? Like, what's happening? We heard, everybody has heard at this point, or if you haven't, here it is, breaking news a week late, that the tell-all was canceled because of quarantine. And I'm wondering, Pillow Talk too. I saw that Molly and Cynthia had posted something on their page about, like, we just did a marathon Pillow Talk, I don't know if they did like five episodes in a row, and they did it remotely from home. It's not always from home. Sometimes they're on sets. And I'm like, I wonder if they're just kind of scrambling to get people who aren't on quarantine or aren't traveling or just the weirdness of right now is going to have ramifications through everything, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't know. Again, no facts. No facts. Just talking. Just talking. Just talking. To my friend Mary Payne. All right, so tell us what's coming up on Pain in the Pod this week, since we need more recommendations of podcasts. Oh my gosh! Well, this week I'm trying to pull up my calendar, but this week I had on uh, Rainbow Valentine of Smuggler's Daughter, and I, I've had so much like great feedback about that one because she's just such an interesting person. And so, um, if you hadn't checked that out, check that out. And then coming up on the 25th is I have my interview with Justine Harmon of the Baron of Botox. And what's interesting is I looked, you know how these memories will pop up in your photos or whatever. I interviewed her almost one year ago for broken hearts. The podcast she did. That was a year ago. It was a year ago. And so it's coming out about the same time. Uh, the Baron of Botox about Dr. Frederick Brandt, who um, had such a such that podcast. I know you listen to it. It's just so fascinating about his life and his um, the way he really started this whole revolution of of Botox and fillers and all this stuff. And, and the way he treated people, he made them look very natural and just younger. And he was a character, but he did use a lot of the stuff on himself and ended up making himself look a little wacky. Um it's a great, it's a great podcast about his life. It really honors his life because he did sadly kill himself. Um, so that podcast is coming out on the 25th. Oh, good. I loved that podcast. I can't thank you enough for recommending it. I blew through it all. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So much different than what I thought it was going to be. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. And then after that, April 1st, I have a podcast coming out with Javier Leva and John Taylor. So Javier Leva has a podcast called Pretend or Pretend Radio. And he had that cult thing on it a while back um, about that Baptist cult. Yeah. Um, he's great. And so I've talked to him before about Pretend. And he and this podcast partner who has a podcast called Twisted that I had not heard of, but now I've got that on my list. Um, he's like a former Secret Service guy. Like, he's no joke. And the two of them have this podcast called Criminal Conduct. And I didn't know anything about this case, but it... Um, these two people were were killed 10 years apart. This girl was killed. It seems to be very obviously by her boyfriend who was a cop seems to be. Mm -hmm. Then 10 years later, this guy just in the town, just like a, just like a um, amateur detective started investigating it. 
and then he got killed. Oh my God. Wow. So it's, it's a podcast about those two murders and are they intertwined and are they not? And of course, since Javier's doing it, it's great. And he let me listen to the first two episodes and I was like, Oh my God. Like it was so many twists, so many turns. Tell us again what this is called. It's called criminal conduct. And so he, they, they left the title of it sort of vague so that they will hope to go on to do more joint podcasts together, you know, under criminal conduct. Uh, you know. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. That's smart. But Very this first cool. one is really, really great. Do you so that's what's the, happening. You remember the big podcast Bear Brook, right? About uh-huh, the barrel yeah. bodies mm-hmm. and the... Mm-hmm. Oh, the crazy story of this guy who was a chameleon and just went by all these names and they connected his daughter and the people he murdered. And that was just a 2020 special. And I DVR'd it and watched the whole thing. And it was interesting because they went to me. I don't remember them going this far in the podcast. They actually like kind of wrapped it up a little bit more in the 2020 or maybe I'm mistaken. Was the 2020 very recently? Mm hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go find that because I listened to the whole Bear Brook Yeah, it was podcast. Good. It was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it was sort of like in the middle. I was going, like, "Where are we? What's going to happen here?" And then at the end, it sort of uh, wrapped all back up. They do, they do, but I don't know. Maybe it was just seeing the people. It made it more real. It was a really good uh, 2020 special. Mm-hmm. I would check it out, you guys. If you liked the Bear Brook podcast, check out the 2020 special. I'm sure you can watch it on demand. It was just on this past week, or I don't know, sometime recently. And yeah, we are going to cover. Vanderpump Rules. We're going to finish Life After Lockup over on Hey Bunky. We are going to take on the Tiger King. We're going to be recapping that over on the Hey Bunky Patreon. Those links are all below in the show notes, guys. So if you want to go there for extra content, we appreciate the support. We promise you extra content now more than ever. We know it's a crazy time. We're going to do our best. And then also over on my Pink Shade Patreon, I'll be releasing as much as I can. I usually do three episodes a month. I'm going to shoot for four so that you have something every week, at least through this quarantine time that, you know, because that's what we can do. I guess we're, we're all doing what we can do right now. And what we can also do is come together as a virtual community. And I think the Facebook pages are providing that for a lot of us, for me, at least. I mean, I'm finding a lot of comfort in the Pink Shade Facebook page the Hey Bunky Facebook page, the Pink Shade Patreon. It's like people are posting things about, you know, just tips and tricks or just funny shit funny, to take your yeah. mind off of it too. Funny and shit like, is what I need. Yeah. Uh, funny <laughs> shit. And also like, are you watching this? Or like, oh my God, you guys have to check out this thing from 15 years ago because a lot of us run through the same shows and then we feel like we're out of things to watch or out of things to listen to. Yeah, you told me to watch sourcing is yeah, so amazing because you told me to watch Love Me and I did I did not even know about it and I was blown away about how much it right? literally totally is 90 Day Fiance. I know, yeah. right? It's like super sad and tragic. Yeah, Love Me. Ugh. Oh, you and I are going to be recapping that on your Patreon on the Pain in the Pod, right? We are. Can yeah. we uh off offline figure out a time to do that? Talk to my scheduler who is me and okay. we'll do that. Okay. I'll call All I'll right. call her. You guys, thank you for leaving us a good rating and review on our various podcast platforms. And thank you for supporting us on Patreon and just listening to this and having fun in the time of quarantine. We're sending you guys so much love. This too shall pass. Just stay safe, stay hunkered down, stay laughing, and shit shows will see us through. I truly believe in that. Amen. Talk to you soon. Bye.
This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. Hey Vanessa. Hi Casper. Do you happen to like the Harry Potter books? Uh yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Me too. That's why we started a podcast called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text where we read the whole series chapter by chapter. That's right. And we've just started book 7, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. If you've spent your whole adult life missing English class and you love Harry Potter, then this is the podcast for you. Listen on your favorite podcast app today. Acast is home to the biggest podcast from the US and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.